Welcome to the Messy Walk Podcast with Pastor Adam Cook, where our goal is to have a genuine and authentic conversation about the Christian faith journey and what a messy walk with Jesus really looks like. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Messy Walk Podcast. This is Pastor Matt with Pastor Adam. Hey, hey, I'm here. This is episode 96 as well. Um, I'm really excited about this series that we're kicking off. Being a new pastor, it's I'm looking forward to asking some really good questions. I do have some experience in ministry as a volunteer, but this is my first, this is year one of being in full-time ministry, so I'm very green and trying to learn. Yeah, and, yeah, for sure. We, well, you know, um, so this is our first real time back since Christmas, so everything you've heard until now after Christmas was recorded before Christmas, so we're a little rusty, and we were trying to figure out like where it's we're out to go, and so we were like, well, we've got somebody who is in his first year of full-time ministry, right? You've had some you've had some leadership in the church experience over the last couple of years, but only the last few years, right? Yes, that's correct. And then, uh, and you just, by the way, just completed your uh, your master's, your MDiv degree, right? Yes, I did. Came in the mail while we were gone last <laughs> week, and, uh, and I have been in ministry for, um, full-time ministry for, this is the 23rd, 22nd or 23rd year. Um, and so, me and Matt were, we weren't real ahead, we weren't real far ahead on what we're planning to do on the podcast. So we were like, hey, we need something pretty quick, something to do pretty quick. And it was like, what if Matt, what if you ask some questions from me of, you know, stuff that you would want to know being young in ministry, asking somebody older in ministry? I'm not that much older than you age-wise, but <laughs> ministry-wise, it's been a long time. Yes, so, it is. Does that make sense? I think that's what we were kind of talking yes. about, right? So Matt's kind of taken over this deal. Um, for the next few weeks, so content-wise at least. So we're all, it's all going to be driven by his questions. And so we got to thinking, too, we were like, well, this applies to anybody in ministry. And so so if, you, if you're following the Messy Walk podcast, odds are you are a Christ follower because this is all about the messy walk that we all have with Jesus. It's not easy. It's a mess, right? It's a mess. We're all over the place, yes. right? Don't think of your walk. If you don't think of your walk with Jesus as like a straightforward line, um, <clears throat> it's never going to be like that. What it really looks like is, is think about those, um, think about those pirate treasure maps, right? Where the, there's an X somewhere that you're going to get to, but the lines go all over the paper everywhere, back across each other. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's what the, that's yeah. what a walk with Jesus really looks it like. Is. Right. And so we want to be, real in that. And so as a Christ follower, um, we all are servants. We all serve in the ministry as Christ followers because we follow a savior who was a servant first and foremost. Right. And so everybody's going to serve in ministry at some point. If you're following this right now and you're a Christ follower and you don't serve, you've got to figure that out. You've got to be plugged into the body and in a role. You know what I mean? Yes. So this doesn't just apply to people in full-time ministry, right. Who actually are, this doesn't, this doesn't go to just professional, you know, pastors, right? This is anybody in the ministry who is in any sort of servant role at all. You may be newer at it, and you want to you want to be able to you want to be able to do this thing more than just a year or two and crash and burn, right? I mean, that's yeah. the goal, right? So your goal getting into full time ministry, Matt, is not for you and heaven and the family to make it a year and then yeah. be like, we're out, <laughs> you know, or two years or three years. Like the whole goal is, is no, I'm in this for the long haul, and we thought it'd be cool. To ask some questions for a longer period of time, you know what I mean. Yeah, that's, so, that's good. You know what I mean. So it's like, what would, what would somebody who's newer in the ministry ask somebody who's been in it a long time? What, how could that help your walk? And so, whether you are a Sunday school teacher, 
or uh, you work with kids or you're a greeter or maybe you work on the facilities team, you lead something, whatever it may be, you want to be doing this for the long haul. Well, no, the roles will change, right? My roles have significantly changed. Mm-hmm. Like I, I didn't get into this planning on being a pastor to adults, old people. Matter of fact, I always told Valerie I was a youth pastor forever. Yeah, and I told Valerie I never wanted I never wanted to pastor old people. They're annoying. They get on my nerves. Right? You give me some teenagers. All I need is some pizza, you know, and and uh, just a space to chill, and we can see some life change happen. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's good. So you give me adults. It's all this other stuff to fool with. So I never want to do that. So the role has changed over the years. Like God has a way of molding you and moving you into the role He wants. But yes. the bottom line is, is that we all are supposed to be serving. We all should be a part of the body of Christ. And in a lot of ways, you will grow into leadership in those roles. Yes. You know, and the, 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 the thought is, is that, well, how do we, how do we keep doing this thing? And I mm-hmm. think one of the best ways we can do is to talk to people that are further ahead of us. You yes. Know? And, and so it's cool that you're asking these questions and we'll get into them. I think we've got like 12, so we're going to do like one per week and, we may throw out something we don't like, so it may end up being 10 <laughs> weeks. Or we may add one in and may yeah. end up a bit longer than that. But, you know, the the goal is to be able to do that. And so, you know, you're asking me these questions. But also um, what I try to do is I have some people in my life, and men in particular, that I want to be. They're a further ahead of me in this. Then none of them, by the way, are in full-time ministry, but they are ministers, right? Mm-hmm. They're servants of the gospel. That that they are the fathers that I want to be, they are the husbands that I want to be, and they are the men of Christ that I want to be. Yes, right. And so I try to ask them questions all the time, um, and so this thing just fits perfectly, right? So it's not just something I'm not sitting here as like the expert, right? I just happen to be a little further down the road, yeah. right? And uh, and so I think it's pretty cool, right? And and especially for you, you know, um, you're new to this whole thing, right? Yeah, I, mean, I am. What's the background here? So a couple of years of what was the volunteer ministry? Uh, I did youth ministry for a year, and then me and my wife had done some kids ministry for a few years, and then uh, kind of media team and running the camera and ushering and stuff like that. I've only really had, I'd probably say, two or three years of volunteer like leadership. And the leadership. Rest of, yeah, yeah, the rest of us just been serving on teams, trying to make church happen. All right, whatever place needs you. Yeah, yeah. So you've already seen an increase in leadership, and now – you know, feeling this call to be in pastoral ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, now you're in a full time gig. This is your job. I mean, this is your thing. And so, uh, and you're about about eight months into that. Yes, somewhere like that, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. About eight months into that. So, it's a perfect timing for you yes. to be able to ask those questions. But anybody listening, the bottom line is, is that you want to look at people further down the road than where you are, and lean into how they got there and what's keeping them there because you can learn from that. Yeah, you, know? you can. You learn from that a lot. So that's our goal. So mm-hmm. Matt's got some questions. Um, uh, I kind of know what they are, right? I know what they are, <laughs> but we have not prepped any of the answers on these. Yeah, this is wrong. So this is going to be just like we do just about everything else. There's going to be hardly any prep on these, and these won't last long. So let's jump into This is episode 96, you said? Yes, 96. Episode 96, number one of the series that we don't know the name of yeah. it yet. And here's question number one. What's question right, number question one? Question number Matt? one is, how many times have you wanted to quit ministry? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> How many times have I wanted to quit ministry? Um, all right, real quick before I answer. Matt, it's been eight months for you. How many times have you wanted to quit in eight months? Can I be honest? Yeah, please. No, not not yet. I haven't wanted to Zero quit. Zero so far? Man, I'm having fun. <laughs> 
you know, it's like one of those things where you feel like you've been working your tail off and you finally arrived. Got but, somewhere where you yeah, were trying to get to. Yeah, so I'm really excited. I'm looking forward to the opportunity, as I always say. But, <laughs> but So, so far, eight months in, zero times. Yeah, right? yeah, I love it. All right. So I would say to you that in my first eight months, in my first year or so, it would have been zero as well. Yeah. I wouldn't have answered zero. Um, maybe in my first couple of years, I would have answered zero. And then it changed. Um, so it, two ways I can answer this question. How many times have I wanted to quit ministry over all these years? Um, the first way is the joke that I like to say, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of truth in jokes. So um, every Monday morning I want to quit. That was the first answer. So the first answer is every single Monday morning, right? Like what I, Mondays for me are what I call a holy hangover yeah, from Sunday. That makes right? sense. And so you roll in from preaching and teaching and then, you know, church currently is still driven off of Sundays because they're the people availability is there. Yeah. So we tend to try to cram everything we can cram on a Sunday because if somebody's going to give us their attention, they're going to give us a lot of their attention on Sunday, right? They so are. we'll do, we'll add in our prayer events and stuff, prayer walks, things like that on Sunday evening, leadership team meetings, you know, whatever. Because if somebody will give me a couple of hours on Sunday morning for church, they'll probably give me a couple of hours for lunch or in the evening or whatever. Youth ministry for us happens in the evening on yeah. Sundays, you know, for at this campus it does. At your campus it happens on Wednesdays. Yeah, but, Wednesday night. Um, so Sunday's a Sunday's a yeah. – I mean, it's, it's, it's tough, right? <laughs> it is. So I, and it's also emotionally just draining. So I'll roll out of a Sunday and go into a Monday and go, man, I am wore out. I am beat up. You know, um, I don't know if I can do this. You know, I mean, so like, like, like joking wise, every Monday morning I want to quit. Yeah, but that makes sense. In all seriousness, there's been plenty of times. There's been a lot. Of, there's been a lot of times that serious thought has been given into, man, can I? I, I, could I do something else? I can do something else. You know, like there's been there's been a lot of it. When we were talking through our last series on the podcast was Symptoms of the Dead Church, where we were talking through the, um, not just statistical, but you can see it and feel it, the decline of church in America. And one of the things I brought up with Josh Krabs, who is a missionary with Casas Por Cristo in the Dominican Republic. We just, we just spent a week with him this past week. Matt got to meet him, spend some time with him yeah, in that setting. Very good dude. Um, me and him were talking about one of the reasons that the church in America is declining is because there is a lack of new leadership, mm -hmm. right? And so one of the things we talked about in that episode, it's only maybe five, six, seven episodes ago, um, was that we've wanted to quit. Um, and I don't remember the context of it, but that question comes up a lot from young, you know, young pastors, and I don't mean... I don't mean age-wise. I mean like yeah. in the ministry. You know what I'm saying? Like young in the faith. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like First Timothy 4.12 is the quintessential youth ministry verse. And that's the verse that says, don't let anybody look down on you for being young. Instead, set an example in faith and purity and all that kind of stuff. It had nothing to do with age. It was young in the faith was yeah. the premise of that. So, um, And the more you're in it, like – Right now, you can tell that I gave you that question a little more than you gave me that question because <laughs> you ain't hit that point yet, yeah. right? Um, when I hit that point two or three years in, the first time I hit it, I remember asking that question to somebody because I really want to know the answer. Like, do you want to quit too? Because, you know, that makes me feel a little more normal. So, when like, I was a younger pastor and me having somebody say, yeah, I've wanted to quit and they're seasoned, it makes me go, okay, I'm not crazy. <laughs> Something's not wrong with me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, so, yeah, lots of times. And, and, you know, there have been times. I mean, the most recent one was 
in the process of all this change that happened around COVID. You yeah. can't say it's COVID. It just is the best way to describe the time season, the time frame that we're talking about, the season. Um, it, it just is, and, and like currently, right now in this state, um, doing church in America the way we used to do it is a very difficult thing. Um, being a Christ follower is becoming increasingly harder in our culture. Um, people are, we're definitely in a post-Christian culture now where it's not as easy to share the gospel as it was before in our culture. And you add in all the craziness of church over the last couple of years and um, the last, I mean, you know, the most, my most recent time of do I, do I want to quit, can I keep doing this, would have been about a year and a half ago. Yeah. Um, you know, somewhere in that range. Obviously, not every Monday. That's really a joke. But, um, yeah, you know, and then I've had some times over the years. Like, I remember um, a couple of transitions where um, the leadership that I was following in a ministry was starting to be – there were some issues with the leaderships, and there was some integrity that wasn't there, and that was the point where you go, is this even real? Do you know, are all these people fake, that idea – and so you start to question whether or not you're making a difference or whether it matters and you want to quit. Um, hardships in ministry have made that happen. Hardships in our family life have made that happen. You know, like there were certain times when we started Union that we were given every bit of attention we had to get this thing off the ground and keep it moving because we were scared if we took the foot off the gas, it would just crumble, right? Yeah, that makes sense. And there were times there where you were looked at your family and went, I don't know if this is worth it. You yeah. know, I don't know if this is worth the sacrifice. Um, yeah, I can see on the outside looking in how how trialing it is because you're having to be there for everybody else and, and an emotional state and, and then all the things that come with church and then having to run your home life and just how you get stretched thin a lot of times. And you can see why, you can see how, you know, there's times you would want to ask yourself, is this really worth is it? it wor- that would be yeah. the question is it's like not all, several times it's not been, do I want to quit? It would be, is this worth it? Yeah. Um, you know, is this worth the sacrifice? Is this worth the headache? Is this worth the punches to get thrown? Yeah. You know, I mean, is this, you know, because, you know, if, you, if you're going to lead anything, you're going to have a target on your head, on your mm-hmm. back um, from certain people, you know, and the enemy is obviously a big part yes. of those things, you know what I mean? And so um, there's been seasons where that was the case, where it was like, is this worth it for my family? And, you know, there's been times where it was um, – where I wasn't in the place that I ought to be in spiritually. And so you're leading from an empty tank. Yeah. And anytime you're leading from an empty tank, you're always thinking, what's the fastest way I can get out of this? You know, because if I can get out of it, then I could fill that tank up quicker, right? It's all a lie, right? Because the mm-hmm. tank got emptied slowly over time. It takes it longer to fill back up as well. But, you know, anytime you're leading from an empty tank, leading on empty, you know, you're prone to be thinking about what's my escape route? How yeah. the heck can I get away from this? You know, um, there's it's, been times where it's been just difficult like that. Yeah, it's funny how when we get to those empty places, it's funny how God always reminds us of our calling and while we're doing it. And then we get that integrity to grit and bear it and keep moving. Yeah, you know, it wasn't that long ago where I felt like I was uh, having a very specific conversation with God on um, how hard this thing is and how difficult it is um, in general. And it was one of those things where God reminded me of my calling. So I I showed Matt this a few minutes ago that um, 
So I've been in ministry, full-time ministry, about 22 years or so. Valerie and I have been married about the same amount of time. So we've been married 23 years. So if you go back and listen to the very first four episodes of this podcast, the yes. very first four, they're not great recording. I did right? it. I did it before I got hired. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to lie. The, record, <laughs> the recording's not great, but the first four, you'll get my story, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how we kicked it off. And Graham, who was running the podcast for us at the time... I mean, he was working hard to figure this out, but we didn't know what we were doing. So, yeah. you know, you have to turn the volume up in your car all the way like to 100 to get it to, to hear right. <laughs> but but we talked through those first four years. I mean, those first the first four episodes on how my ministry life started. And so if you go all the way back to that, you know, it was a long time ago. There was a lot of hurt, a lot of challenges, a lot of things along the way. Um, but Valerie and I got married, right? I was only 19 and a half years old when we got yeah. married. No intention of being a pastor ever. Ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was not a thought. I was actually going to be a doctor. I wanted to work with um, diseases or dead people, right? I mean, I, I wanted to be in a laboratory or in a morgue, right? So, <laughs> That's a in, big flip. <laughs> in other words, things that didn't speak. That's yeah. what I wanted to work with. And now I work specifically with, with talking and people who talk, right? You know what yeah. I mean? It's just different. Um, and so, man, that was the plan. And Valerie's mom always felt, she felt like she had a vision from God that Valerie was going to marry a pastor. And then when she shows up one day with this skinny country boy who was a good student but wanted to be uh, you know, in the medical field, she was like, something's wrong, right? And so mm-hmm. then we end up getting married, and she's still like, God, I mean, I trust you and all, but maybe I just heard you wrong or something. you yeah. know. And my pastor as a kid told me every day of my life that I was going to be a pastor, and I thought he was crazy. You know, I mean, I thought he was insane. Yeah. Um, and so it wasn't about six months after we got married that, sure enough, everything changed. And something happened with my dad. There was a moment of my dad, and I, I won't go into it right now, but yeah. it's a pretty cool call story. It's way back on the yeah, podcast. I've, I've yeah, I've got to hear this it's story. It's a pretty amazing story. Um, basically, my dad was missing in the woods, and I was part yeah. of helping find him, and everything. my whole life got changed right there at that moment. And so we've been in full-time ministry ever since, basically. And at the 10-year mark, um, I was struggling. Mm-hmm. And... Valerie went and had asked a bunch of people to write me notes of just encouragement at that 10-year anniversary of being in ministry. I just showed Matt this a few minutes ago. Yes. And then at the 20-year mark, she did the same thing again. Um, it's like just now reading through those things, you know, it, it confirms that God is there. He's working. He's moving, even when we feel like we're not. But a couple of years ago, near the 20-year mark, that was probably the mo- moment where I was the most questioning do I stay in this do I not and it wasn't tied anymore so most of the time in the past it's been tied to some specific church hurting me or me being jaded in the process or you know what I mean like those kind of big things yeah that makes sense there's someone like that and around the 20 year mark is when she gave me those notes again but it was that one time where I talked to God and there was he had this way of affirming I've called you to this for your whole life yes right that doesn't mean that it's always going to be union right like and I I'm constantly giving that over to him because mm-hmm. that seems like that didn't even seem possible to me. Yeah. But in the process of that conversation, I feel like God affirming that call it was one of those things where I felt like what I was saying back to God was in a very specific way, I will not quit you on this. Like I'm not, I will not quit on you. The role might need to change. The place might need to change. I don't know what you do and how you do it, <laughs> but I'm not going to quit on this. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, you have called this, you have called me to it, my family to it, and whatever shape it needs to take, whatever that needs to be, I'm not going to quit on this. 
know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'm not going to quit on yes. this. Um, but that was, you know, I have to go back to that moment a lot, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I think it's just like anything else. You know, things are very difficult, and, and a lot of times you go, you get selfish. Yeah. You say, man, it'd be easier for me to just do this. You know, I've thought about that a lot. It's like I could work a regular job, you know, leave it at work when I left. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, much simpler. Go home um, and still, I could still serve God in some other capacity, but somebody else could handle this. Like, you know, I could just go to church and not lead (laughs) and just be that guy on the camera somewhere or greeting people or whatever. And I'll say that to my wife and she'll like, no, you can't. Yeah, you you could. Possibility. (laughs) You can't do that. She's like, you weren't made that way. You know, you weren't created that way and you can't unknow what you know. either. You know, once you know things, or that you, desire to, yeah. And once yeah. you've walked through it, you can't just you just can't just unknow it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the the quitting thing is, man, it's a hard question because you, you want to answer that question and go, "No, I have been faithful to my calling all the way through, <laughs> and I knew it was God, and so therefore, no, of course not. I've never wanted to quit. Yeah. You know, no, I, I don't want to be that guy Jesus is talking about when he said, you know, you place your hand to the to the plow and turn your head around, you're not fit for the kingdom of God. And, you know, yeah. and you're like, no, I've never done that. You know, and I think all that's crap. And so I think we need to be honest, which is yes. why this walk, this podcast is called the Messy Walk, and just say, of course, I have thought about quitting, lots and lots of times. It pops in my mind frequently. Most of the time, it's nonsense, just like anything else that pops up. But there are a few occasions yes. where you give it a lot of thought. We'll have to redo this podcast in a couple of years. Yeah, and, well, and let me let me ask the <laughs> re ask the question. Have somebody else ask you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny how it's you know it's funny how it was. It was it was probably at least a couple of years before that question got hit, and then before I would have said yes to it. Um, yes, for sure. But. But then, since then, it's been quite frequent, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I don't know how frequent. Maybe every couple of years, it'd be the same thing again. Yeah. It'd be like a, man, I want to quit, you know. And it used to be, too. I used to tell myself, man, I want to quit. And then I would be like, nobody's going to hire me. Do you know how weird of a skill set you have from being a pastor yeah. of the church? Like, <laughs> like, on one hand, it's the most amazing skill set ever. You can do everything that any business does. You do it all, right? Yeah, you do. I mean, you do it all. You run a business, you run budgets, you run leadership, you run new programming and new stuff that launches social media and communication plans, uh, conflict management and resolution, counseling. <laughs> I mean, I could go on all day long. Business and facility. I mean, I know more about facility-related stuff than I would have ever dreamed. Yeah. Right? I mean, I know codes. I know, you know, permitting and everything you could think of, right? And so on one hand, you're like, there's so many things that I would bring to a business. On the other hand, you're like, yeah, but it's all associated with church. Ain't nobody going to hire me. What the heck am I? You know what I mean? (laughs) And then there's other seasons where you go, I could for sure do something else. No problem. And I would be good at it. Yeah, that's true. But the same reasoning comes back in of you could, but just because you could does not mean that you should, and right? You, and your joy would, would yeah. lose that too, and then yeah. you'd be buried back in the same boat. Yeah, and that's one of the questions you got on the list for later is yeah. like, where does this joy come from? And um, and that's a hard one too, but, mm-hmm. you know, and Paul says this, I mean, you can do anything you want to do. Like, everything is permissible. You know, not everything is advantageous. You yeah. know, not everything is something you can do. You can decide with your own free will to do whatever the heck you want. That doesn't mean it's going to be beneficial. Yeah. You know, and so, sure, I could, I could, but what should I do? Yeah. You know, and the question we've been wrestling with kicking off this year is, you know, who's the me that God wants me to be? Yes. Right. 
And I'm pretty certain, at least in this season, the me that God wants me to be, and for the last 22, 23 years, is somebody that is carrying a leadership burden in his holy church, Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like. And that's happened across the spectrum. Like I was, so I was in an ecumenical school for at-risk boys. Ecumenical is just a fancy word to say all denominations, like it's mixture of denominations together. Um, And then I was in a um, a denomination. I was in a United Methodist church, right? Um, Specific denomination. Yeah. You know, they don't get the word Methodist in there for nothing. They're very methodical. Yeah. And then I was in a non-denominational church, and now we've planted a non-denominational church, so it crosses yeah. off. And then that's that's three different cities, two different states that those <laughs> things happened in, you know. Yeah. And so there's just a various different things there um, where it's all been different iterations. But what the commonality is is, is that God has called me to be in some sort of leadership yes. in his holy body um, and in this area, right? They've all been in this area. I think I said recently, and we'll wrap up some belaboring the point, but <laughs> no, it's good. I think good. I said recently from the stage that there's only like two things I really know in this world. Like there's only really two things. Yes. Um, and I'm being real dead honest with you that like, I know that I know that I know there's only two. Um, and the first one is the main one is that Jesus is the real deal. Right. Yes. I can tell you from a history standpoint, from a science standpoint, from a biblical standpoint, like Jesus Christ is the real deal. Mm hmm. I know that I know that I know that I know that. Um, now, everything else about his church and all those things, I don't know, right? Yeah. Like, we could be wrong. Matter of fact, I think when we get to heaven, most of our theological beliefs are going to be wrong on all of them, yeah. all of us across all denominations. He's going to be true. like, yeah, all messed this up. You know? <laughs> like, we over here fighting about baptism or whatever it may be, differing beliefs yeah. in how we sing. He'll be like, y'all are all wrong. Um, <laughs> Because each denomination thinks that you're going to get up there and God's going to be like, y'all were right. <laughs> yes. Y'all were wrong. No, we all be wrong. Um, but, you know, I forget where I was going with that. I don't know where I was going. What was I saying? You, you was wrapping up. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> um, I have no clue where I was going with that. That stinks. I hate it when that happens. Somebody's going to listen to the pocket and be like, where the crap is he going with this? I don't know where I was going. Um, it was cohesive to that point. So it was pretty good to yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, the things that I know, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, um, you know, like I know that Jesus is a real deal. Um, I know that more than I know I married the right woman, right, or she mm. married the right man. Yeah. Like th- those things are I know, but I don't know them like this. Um, yes. And the other thing I know is that uh, God has specifically called me to raise the children that he has given us mm-hmm. and pour into them. Like, I know that for sure. Yes. And then I think that on that same level, I know that God has called me to minister in this area. Yeah. Right? The, these people, this area right here. Because we have been, you know, I'm from here. Yeah. All right. We planted where we we're from. That doesn't happen that often. No. Uh, matter of fact, church planting one-on-one says don't do it that way. What church planting, and all this is changing, thank God, but church planting <laughs> one-on-one would say is is find the find a, a metropolitan area that has a lot of people, Yeah, right, that you can go into and start. And so when you start, you have a, the availability to reach a lot more people at one time. Yeah, that right? makes sense. Right. And no one knows you either, so they don't know, <laughs> your, they don't know your mess. They just right. think you're some right. cool, fancy like, pastor. this guy? <laughs> right. Um, but planting in your backyard is a different story. And I think that that is becoming something that's going to be increasingly more and more like plant where, you know, because you yeah. know, the language, you know, the culture, you know, I mean, these are my people. We speak the same yeah. language. We, we cut from the same cloth. We were, you know, um, those are the three things I only, that's all I really know. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's it. 
Um, the rest of it, I don't really know about it. And I think that you hold on to those things the best you can. And those times where it's like, should I quit? You have to lean into that for a very long time before you just jump. Yes. You know, you don't pull the trigger on stuff like that. And you get input from people around you. So like at that moment where I wanted to quit and all of a sudden Valerie hands me this notebook that's got, I mean, tons and tons and tons of notes from people that are like, thank you and you impacted me this way and stuff like that. It makes you pull back off of that of, okay, wait a minute. I could quit. Yeah, you see the fruits of your labor. Yeah, but I shouldn't. You do? Yeah, I shouldn't do it. You know, and God's doing something that's more important to me and more important how I feel in some season, right? Mm -hmm. So who's to say he hasn't called me to to work through and stay in and not quit when things are hard and difficult, you know? When 2020 hit, when the COVID hit, there was a pastor friend of mine that said this to me, and it got all around the internet, so lots of people said it, but um, if God is if God is sovereign, right, he's Lord of everything, and if he is all-knowing, right, and if he is all places at all times, then none of this surprised him, right, and he had specifically picked you yes. for this season to lead in this season. Mm-hmm. So, like – no matter how hard it was and how weird it was, then he has specifically put you here. I mean, he could have put you leading in the 60s or the 40s or the 20s, yeah. right? Like he could have put you leading in 2045, but what he picked, he picked you. Yeah. So everybody who was holding the banner when church literally stopped yeah. um, in America, you know, the gathering did. The church didn't stop, but the gathering stopped and everything in our world changed. He picked you. Mm-hmm. For this season. That's good. Right? You. Mm-hmm. With, and you thinking you can't do it and you thinking you should quit and how hard it is, he picked you. Mm-hmm. And I think you got to hold tight during those seasons and seek during seasons of wanting to quit and seek people's advice that are further ahead of you, yes. like we're doing right now, you know, um, and and really lean into what the Holy Spirit is. Is he really leading you to quit or is this just a cop out on your part? Yeah. If this, if this is the enemy, you letting the enemy get to you Mm -hmm. or is God really saying it's time for something different? Yeah. You know? Um, and every time I've had that happen, it's all, and I've leaned into the spirit, but then I've leaned into other people who would discern that spirit with me. Yes. It's all led back to no, no, you're not supposed to quit. Right. Mm -hmm. No, not at all. It may take months to figure that out. Yeah. Right. But it's always been like that. So, Roundabout to answer your question, the new <laughs> new head to old head, right? New school to old school. That kind of sounds like a title. No? New head to old head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Somebody will see that on there and be like, what the crap are they talking about? Um, yes, yes, lots of times. Mm-hmm. And if we're serious, there's probably been a handful, like, like let's just say four or five legit serious months worth of thinking about it. Do I want to quit and walk away? Yeah. You know? Um, and, and I did one time, right? So before union started, um, I was fired from a church I was a part of. Mm. And, and that was like the last straw for me. I was like, I'm done with this thing. I'm not done with Jesus, but I am done with his church. Um, and, and I had walked away, Mm -hmm. um, still loved Christ, but I'd pulled back completely from it, from his church. And even then, what happened was is the Holy Spirit was working hardcore and I wouldn't listen. I wouldn't reply. So he was hounding my wife like crazy. And so how union got started was an affirmation through Valerie 
the spirit through Valerie to wow. our family as a whole saying, no, it's not time to quit. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not time to quit. It's just a different season. Something new's happening. We're going to do mm-hmm. this. You know, I tell people all the time, like, they'd be like, how'd you think up to plant union church? I was like, I didn't. Did God tell you to plant union? I was like, no, he didn't tell yeah. me. This is what happened with planting union. God <laughs> told my wife that we were going to plant union and yeah. God told me to obey her. Yes. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the dead serious truth. Right. Yes. The Spirit told Valerie to plant union, that we were going to plant union as a family. And the Holy Spirit told me, listen to your wife. Obey your wife. Right. <laughs> well, like, I'm glad you obeyed. <laughs> it's crazy how obedience can really. Yeah, for sure. But anyway, thank you guys for listening. This was episode 96. We have no idea the title, but it's the first one in it. Pastor Matt's got questions. Plenty of them. Plenty more to come. <laughs> we'll be hitting them up in the next ones. If you have any for us, of course, use the social media. Throw them on there. We'll be glad to answer anything yes. um, at all. So we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Um, you can feel free to do anything that you want there, and we'd love to be able to to answer them if we can, the best we can. People ask all kinds of crazy questions all the time. But you know, what's funny is is that uh, – if you ask that question, I guarantee you there's like a hundred other people that wanted to answer, ask the same question. They just didn't do it, right? <laughs> and they all end up being about the same. We're all we're all sort of thinking the same thing most of the time, yeah. right? And the, if you have a struggle, it's a guarantee that some other Christians have those struggles too. And so somebody got to be the one to ask, yes. right? And so like going back to that thing about leading, about it being the season, I remember one time going, God, you know what? Somebody got to do this. Might as well be me. Yep. Might as well. Right? <laughs> Might as well. I mean, somebody's going to, have to do it. So I do it. That's like Isaiah when it, Isaiah's call story, which is an amazing call story, mm-hmm. right? And he's like, "Guys, like, who shall I send?" He says, "I'm here. Send yep. me." It was literally one of those. Well, somebody's got to say yes. So it might as well be me might doing as well, it. Might right. As well. So that's the way I end this. If yes, I wanted to quit playing times, but somebody's got to do it. Might as well be me. Yep. So anyway. Appreciate you guys, Matt. Thanks for the questions. Yes, thank you guys. Yeah, thank, thank, thank you for you. the questions. Yes. What's the, what do you think the next one is next week? We'll tease it. What's number two? Number two is, do you regret any of the ministry moves you've made? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one. <laughs> uh, I have a lot. That would be like a four-hour-long podcast. Yes. <laughs> so the answer, real quick answer is yes. I regret tons of stuff where I had no idea what the heck I was doing. I'm looking forward um, to it. So we'll hit that up next week. So. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate you. And um, check us out on social and give us a review, please, on this podcast if you liked it. If you didn't like it, please don't review it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week. All right. Thank you all. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. Have a good day.